Hello, and welcome to the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard, and for the first time, we're on video. Look at this. This is wonderful. Shout out Weston Shepard. Incredible stuff. Anyways, we are here to cover what has been, frankly, a lot of stuff that we uh, probably should have been covering anyways, but hey, honestly, I don't think any of us expected to be here. But we're having a football season. OU football kicks off in 10 days. So I guess it's time to, uh, time to start talking about football. Um, so with me as always, we got Jameson Maxwell. We got Ty What's Lee. Up? How's it going, everyone? Squad's up. So if you're joining us for the first time on video, welcome. This is the first time we've done this. Uh, <laughs> we're going to try to keep doing it. If you are very confused and just listening on podcasts like you always have, hey, check us out on video. It's uh, good stuff. So it's a little different. You just have to... Bear with watching uh, our ugly faces uh, talk about this stuff. But I'm just anyway. laughing at the thought because usually every single intro takes about five attempts because we laugh about how bad it is. And now that we're live, it is just completely thrown out. <laughs> like it cuts to us right after the screen, and me and Ty are like pretty in laughter, just waiting, <laughs> just just waiting for the for for me to pause and go, ah, shit, because it usually <laughs> yeah. usually happens. But, you know, I've, I've been tempered by my time with Boomtown Hoops, you know, gotten stronger. So follow Boomtown Hoops. Uh, hopefully uh, we're still going by the time you listen to this. But anyways, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot has happened in college football over the past couple, uh, well, I guess past month. Um, but let's start with the most important thing. So um, – Golden chick. Golden, I can't even say it with. I can't, even, I can't even say it with a straight face. Golden chick has uh, uh, Fletcher's corny dogs now everywhere. That's the most important thing. Uh, that's it. This entire podcast is about corny dogs. Seriously, everyone's going to go straight to their phone once they hear this. And if you didn't hear it today, um, go and right find your closest golden chick. Yeah, which was... is going to be hard to figure out. Thankfully, I actually have one really close to me over on 23rd Street. I think like close to Penn. There's one oh, yeah. there. I don't know how many people frequent it, but $5 for a corn dog might be a little steep, but I'm I'm buying four. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, ooh, it's quite a ways. When when the news hit the uh, podcast group text, uh, the first response was Ty saying, what the hell is a golden chick? Uh, I didn't even know we had them in uh, Oklahoma City. It looks like the closest one to me is on Penn. It's so, the same one. I don't, sure. I, wanna, I, don't, I don't know if I want to get in like a, a gunfight to get my chicken. But <laughs> it's okay. Anyways, let's talk about the real news. The most hotly contested quarterback debate of the summer is over. Spencer Rattler named quarterback at Oklahoma. Um, Ty... Did you listen to any of the Texas fans saying that he wasn't going to make it? Or uh, are you like the rest of us and not surprised at all? Well, I mean, it's it's just crazy to me that we've had such a hotly contested quarterback battle, what, like five years in a row now here at Hoyu <laughs> over the summer? It's been, uh, it's been crazy not knowing at all who the starting quarterback is going to be. Uh, so it's exciting for the fourth or fifth year in a row to have that settled for us. Which know, is interesting. This is, this is the least exhilarating out of all of them. Um, you know, it, it came down to the end, but I mean, Mordecai hasn't played. They said he hasn't even played 75% of this offseason. And we knew as soon as Spencer Rattler came in in the bowl game last year that 
he had it locked up. He had already won it. And I mean, why, like, why wouldn't he, I mean, just the OU brand like nationwide, all we need to put forth hype. We need to continue the hype train. And even though Mordecai might be successful and he might be good in our system, he is not going to continue to further push our brand of hyped up quarterbacks that used to be on QB one beyond the lights. Um, and people that want to tune in to watch Oklahoma football as a big national brand up to the Ohio State's Clemson's and Alabama's. I mean, that's a good point. In, in terms of a brand, everyone knows Spencer Rattler. No one really cares about Mordecai. No offense to the guy. He seems like a fine quarterback, you know, solid system guy. But, I mean, from the get-go, it was going to be Rattler. He's the type of guy that OU really – I believe he's the highest-rated quarterback we've had since – I know it's going to sound bad, Rhett Bomar, um, but this is the first – Yeah, well, oh, That's not that promising sounding. No, it's not. It's really but not. For the How many Heisman's do we have in between that guy and, and now? Uh, basically everyone since Jason White, so hmm. three. <laughs> um, wow, that's a lot. That's more than Texas. I got to say, if yeah, – but Texas has the most social media engagements – of anyone, I don't. Jameson, did you see that one today? No, I actually did not see that. What I sent it to uh, I sent it to Bobby and um, one of our our friends from Texas. Uh, Texas, because so you remember last year they had their highest GPA in yeah, school history or whatever with like their two point one. It was like so their two seven. Year, yeah, so this year, right around the same time, they came out with uh, this graphic on the Texas football account where they have 1.1 million-plus Instagram interactions, most in college football. Oh, wow. That's – oh, God. First off, like, I don't even understand – most – so interactions are counted with, like, likes, shares, and comments. So, like, you got to assume that half of these are just making Texas's back jokes. Um. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the thought process that goes through their head. But at least they're not making, you know, rings that deny losses on them. That's true. That our other rival very much does that all the time, and it's horrible. So <laughs> they're the worst. How, how many of these interactions are Gooners getting into, like Brian Carrington's like Instagram comments? <laughs> like, like, yeah, like seriously, because Gooners attack. I'm telling you, like been <laughs> on social media. Okay, for people who haven't heard the term Gooner, Gooner is you know Sooner seventy five on or like in Brian Bosworth is their is their profile picture on on Twitter. You know, some guy hiding behind or like like Spencer has been his profile picture for the past two years. That kind of guy yeah. who tweets that recruits. Like these people, I don't know where they come from. I have zero idea. But they go full force on some of these Texas like Texas bar school. Oh man. It's every single time. Texas Bar School like got absolutely roasted today for a Forrest Gump uh, meme they posted. Uh, I guess they they were trying to make fun of the fact we don't have a transfer quarterback for the first time in a couple of years, and they posted the the picture of Forrest Gump breaking free of his leg braces, and we're like, "Oh, you football!" Now they do, that they don't have a transfer. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah now he turns into like one of the best him. runners. You Do they understand how memes work? Yeah, they, <laughs> he got better when the thing. So we've had we've had Heisman's and made it to the playoffs. So they're saying we're going to get better now, and that's a joke on us. Texas, Texas will never make any sense. 
it, it always cracks me up. <laughs> but oh my goodness. Uh, well, I'm like thinking so hard about the angle. What were they even going for? Like, what? what I can't. It? I can't even think of anything like how that would be negative. Like, Forrest Gump was a legend. Like, what are you trying to say? That was like his turning point. <laughs> no, he was, he was good at football too. If they're saying that OU with. So I'm gonna. I'm assume it's referencing just the Riley era. So if they're saying that OU. With two Heisman's and three playoff appearances, is leg brace Forrest Gump, and then year to future is like non leg brace Forrest Gump. It's going to be ridiculous what we're going to do then, because like th- that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't doesn't make any sense. No, that's that's arguably worse than when the Schooner Pod Instagram <laughs> posted. Uh, a meme about Kansas State, and then we lost, and then just never posted anything again. <laughs> we just that, look. It is a, it is a tradition for both the Instagram and the actual blog itself to just vanish out of nowhere. Just give up because the only because like the bare minimum we'll do is just hang out, talk talk shit for about an hour, have a good time. Uh, <laughs> anything like writing. All that. We have posted. We have posted again. Yeah, I think I posted a Baylor recap. But anyways, let's move on. Yeah. We, I, I love the the you know just rambling talk, but let's talk a little, little yeah, football. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk. Okay. So really, my big question right now, and it seems like there's a lot of uh, names stepping up. Uh, the state of the running back room for me is really interesting, mainly because of you know. No Ramondre Stevenson, obviously a blow due to his um, suspension for last December. <laughs> I, didn't, I swear to God, he didn't beat that. I really walked into that one. Uh, and then you know, got Trey Sermon transferring to a school that doesn't play football anymore. And um, I, for, I didn't even think about that. That's really funny. Also, also a real bummer there for he Trey. He transferred to play in the. And then, yeah, Ohio State pulled the rug out. Um, and then Kennedy Brooks, you know, sitting out due to COVID reasons. It seems like the running back room is thin. I'm a little worried. I've heard a lot of good things about a couple guys. But, uh, Jameson, I want to hear what uh, if you have any concerns. What are your thoughts uh, going into the season about the running back room? What have you heard? Well, um, you know, Lincoln said – that uh, TJ Pledger has been looking good, but I'm not going to take anything from that, you know, because coaches are always going to say their players are looking good if you ask them about them. They're never going to say always looking bad. TJ Pledger was a great guy coming out of high school. I had high hopes for him. He just seems like he never could break into good snacks. And now that he's got a new running back coach and DeMarco Murray, things could completely break open for him. We know he has the talent and he hasn't gotten the opportunity and he's got let, – let's see it. But moving forward with T.J. Pledger, we don't have anything really to fall back on in his history. So is he going to live up to his hype? Or was it just the coaches in the past actually for real and they actually knew something that this guy wasn't as good as, as we thought he was? Yeah. I mean, because, again, we haven't really seen anything on tape, you know, of him. You know, we, we've seen a couple, you know, reps, you know, in-game. But in general – we're dealing with other than Ramondre who could come in halfway through the season. Um, 
a relative unknown. I will say I, I really like DeMarco Murray as a running backs coach. I know that's really early. He's only had one year as a coach over at Arizona. But I don't know. I, I really have been disappointed by our development of running backs. I feel like we have a lot of like just kind of middle ground type of guys. And um, be, I, I'm really interested to see change and, and what happens there uh, in terms of the coaching aspect of things. Um, but really, this is it for Pledger. You know, guys got to step up uh, or else – Honestly, I, I don't know. Maybe a change of um, of, uh, of campus is good for him if this doesn't work out. This is his shot. He has no more excuses. You don't have any big big name uh, running backs ahead of you. Like this is this is his time. It's time for Pledger to step up. And I, I know there are a couple other guys in there who really can take off. But Ty, what are your thoughts on the running? Yeah. Back so this this actually uh, kind of worked. This all tied in really well because who I was going to talk about, uh, you guys didn't touch on. So just to, to loop back into something that both of you guys said, I think that um, DeMarco Murray is going to have a, a bigger uh, sort of outsize impact. I, I think that the, the coaching and having a young guy and fresh ideas and fresh uh, playing experience is really, really big when it comes to uh, positional coaches. Um because I really think that he's going to bring a lot and that the players are really going to have a connection with him. Um, so I think that's going to be, I think he's going to have a pretty significant impact. Um, so that's a, that's a pretty crucial thing. Also, I would like to see us check if he has eligibility left. Um, Cause that would be nice. Uh, but yeah, who I was going to talk about uh, was Marcus major, who was a four star coming out of high school, had some injuries last year, but um I have heard really good things about him and, and you see some promising things online and he really is kind of unknown because we had a lot of flashier names um, last year when he was on campus as a, as a freshman and a a redshirt freshman, I guess, because of his injuries. Um, But I think he's really going to have a chance to, to show up and to shine and to develop alongside this offense since this will be really his first year playing. Um, and I think that's significant. I, I also just wanted to, to say, uh, Bobby, in reference to your uh, sort of middle of the ground running back uh, comment, I, I don't necessarily disagree, but I think that you have to, to look at it when you have Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Uh, it's really, really difficult to, to show out as a running back. I think you could put any running back at any time in the history of college football in the backfield with either of those three guys, and they're not going to shine like they did uh, when they were the one-man show. So I I think that that is something to factor in. Obviously, all those guys are now gone, um, so you can't can't necessarily argue it too much. But I'm not super doom and gloom as much as some people are about about the running backs partially because I know it doesn't it, it matters but it doesn't matter a whole lot but I think that uh, I think we're underrated when it comes to, to running backs and I think that's a fair point um, mainly because in Lincoln's early years um, it, he made Samaj P Ryan and Joe Mixon like who were two of like OU's really that was probably the best two running backs OU's had in the backfield at the same time since like the seventies. And yeah, definitely the best duo. And they were bit players, you know, they complemented each other really, really well. Oh, incredibly yeah. well, you know, because you had, you had that just raw power of P Ryan mixed with 
it, I wouldn't even say I'm not going to say pure speed of mixing because the guy was large. You know, he was a but, big dude. But who else was in the backfield with him? Exactly, Baker Mayfield, and yeah. uh, you know, you had Hollywood. You know, um, so you have to you have to stop for one year because I think I think that not Hollywood. Sorry, I think that either one of them mm-hmm. would have been significantly more recognized in college alone. And then you throw him in the backfield with Baker Mayfield and you have a three-way, you know, because he, he ran a lot. You have a, really a three-way share of that running and, and they all filled different roles um, and, and complemented each other really well. But it was, you know. So you're right. Maybe I, I honestly probably am being a little harsh there because it was, they, they just wasn't a super balanced offense. And I, I think we would have seen a lot more out of Sermon and Brooks if there was a little bit more of a run balance. But again, for it. Exactly. There's no need for it because our offense is already incredible. So mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, and, and one thing we can't get over with this, just saying the basic question, are we worried about the running back room? I am not because the most important position in all of college football as a whole, is the offensive line, and we've got four or five returning. And if you listen to Bill Biedenbaugh's presser last week or not too long ago, he sounded really happy, and it takes a lot to make him happy about at this point in the season, at this point like two weeks before the season, to be happy about your offensive line. You never see that from him. And we have got some quality guys on the line, and it's going to end up where there are going to be holes. And it even if you have a middle of the ground running back back there, they're gonna hit the spot and get you know those six yard bolt carries. Seth McGowan yeah. is another guy we haven't brought up, and him and Marcus Major are gonna be kind of tied at that second spot. Um, McGowan, he is an extreme, extremely hard worker. He doesn't care; he'll run you over. And Major is just an extremely talented, quick hits the hole and makes big plays. It, it's whoever is gonna make more splash. Is going to get that second spot, and if Pledger doesn't do anything, they could take over the first spot. You know, Lincoln Riley took it from Bob Stoops. He'll ride the hot hand with the running back. He doesn't care who it is. And these offensive linemen are going to create some holes. And honestly, even though we don't have a returner at left tackle, uh, the inside is going to be wide open with Marquise Hayes and maybe Bray Walker starts at the other guard. Maybe Tyrese Robinson starts at the other guard. does not matter. We have a stacked house in the offensive linemen with plenty of room and going to be a really, really fun year with how much time we give our first year starter and Spencer Rattler and first year starters at running back as well. Definitely. Yeah, I think, I think my, you guys can keep going on, but I think my, my final, my closing statement on, on the running back room is people are concerned that we don't have a star. We don't need a star. We need someone that fits. And, and this goes to, to any position, you know, that you could say this even about, um, our center, our quarterback, or, or anything. You just need people that mesh with the people around them in a way that we can make work and, and create production. We don't need, you know, a, a big one-off name and, and a star, you know, as much as we have, because we, we do have tremendous uh, world-class talent stars on our team. Um, and, you know, th- not to say they're not appreciated, but what matters is the team. Certainly, certainly. Now, we've definitely done our fair share talking about the uh, running backs right now. Let's kind of talk about, just in general, the standouts of fall camp. Uh, obviously a weird situation for OU as they had to stop in the middle, but I've seen, I've seen a couple names who aren't being talked about a ton. And for me, I, I'm really excited, and I know we talk about them a lot, mainly because 
He's another Mimsy. He's our Mimsy. I'm all about our Mimsy. I'm, I'm, I'm taking all my chips, putting them right in the Marvin Mims bin. I know we're worried about the receiver position, but I like what, I, what, what I've heard, what I've seen. Again, you never know until you actually get on the field and see it. But everything I've heard, he seems like that, like the stereotypical under-the-radar receiver who can really come in and make an impact for OU. Um, and that's, that is, that's the guy I'm looking forward to most out of the things I've heard about in fall camp. So, um, Jameson, who is your fall camp standout for yourself? Yeah, Marvin Mims is going to be really fun to watch. I, I kind of see him having similar to that of Sterling Shepard's freshman year where he came in, made a couple of splash Ooh. plays, did really well. I mean, he's he's really stood out, and you have a lot of room in that wide receiver ever since Jaden Hazelwood went down. Um, you know, you got Charlton Rambo, Theo Weiss, Theo Howard, and then you got Mims waiting right there after that. You know, I mean, that's that's a blessing to be the number four, even at this point as a true freshman. Um here's it, this is going to be tricky going into this year of who's going to be our standout standout from camp um to be completely honest i'm going to go something off of i haven't like read too much about it but whenever you say something it's just he's an absolute beast he's grown and gotten bigger in austin stogner and we have a wide open position at the tight end and a tight end is the best friend of a new quarterback learning a scheme he'll always be there and he'll make a simple little pass and even up the seam He's going to be great, and especially in blocking downs. I think he's up. I think he's up to six seven, um, and he has gotten a. He's added on a lot of extra weight. This guy is going to be another big time tight end going forward for us, and some guy that we haven't really seen of his caliber almost since like Jermaine Gresham. Mark Andrews is not like Austin mm-hmm. Stogner in the slightest. Calcaterra is not like Austin Stogner. Stogner, you put him on the line, he'll block hard. That's something that Andrews. Andrews was a wide receiver in high school. Calcaterra was pretty much a wide receiver in high school. Stogner, he he gets what he wants, and um, and I think I think he's going to be really really fun moving forward. I'm all I'm all in on Stogner. I feel like at one point, um, I can't even remember how long ago it was. I said that of him and the three wide receivers, I thought he would be the one that uh, will make the most impact in the NFL, and. Uh, obviously still a very spicy take. We There's a lot of room left for those wide receivers to grow. And you know, we don't know what will happen with Stogner, but it is such a tight end friendly system. Uh, Lincoln Riley just loves himself a good tight end there. I, I can't think of one tight end who hasn't been successful in this system. Um, and now they, I mean, they have a guy in Stogner who can absolutely just be that piece and I'm, I'm really excited to see him develop. I was really impressed with him last year. I thought he stepped up and played, you know, some really good minutes, even though he was very young. Um, not minutes, snaps. I'm still in basketball mode. <laughs> oh, by the way, basketball tie-in. Katie found these the other day. So now I have Boomer and Sooner bobbleheads. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. So, also, Shout out. represent. Oh, oh my goodness. That's a very, that's a very nice PJ, PJ Dozier jersey there. It's becoming <laughs> retro now. It's becoming retro, which is weird. Like our freshman year is like the most common jersey you could find. But somebody, yeah, I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to mention names. Uh, a former, I, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> a former organization that I was affiliated with once wrote an article when Katie left OU, and it talked about 
um, OU fraternity members in 2024 wearing KD jerseys as KD Thunder jerseys as throwbacks. And uh, the way things are looking, I'll still be here. So <laughs> I got it on me. <laughs> the circle is now complete. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Oh, man. So, Ty, who do you got? Uh, who have you seen? I know you're, you're actually the only one of us on campus. I don't know if you've heard any rumblings. Is there a guy you are really looking forward to seeing on uh, September 12th? Um, so I, I'm going to say not specifically, but there was one word when um, – because I, I just got out of class right before we started this. Uh, and the whole time I was just researching for this podcast. Obviously, it's probably why I'm still in college in 24. Um but uh, there was one word that stood out to me in, in one of the articles I read about camp, and that was fluid. And that was a word that Alex Grinch used in reference to the defense. And that was really exciting to me, and it really stuck with me because I think what we saw um, – so let's throw all the way back to and, – and I don't want to you know, have this turn into a bunch of you know memes and jokes, but – Go back to the to Mike Stoops defense and his firing. Um, we saw Ruff and Neal step in, and they didn't have time. They didn't have opportunity to change the system. Um, and then when Alex Grinch became the DC, he again really didn't have that much time. Um, and he had to, you know, he didn't have his recruits, and he didn't have a ton of time to to change the system and really implement what he wanted. So when you look at, at Lincoln Riley, you know, he was the OC before he became the head coach. He had time to really implement his offensive system. Um, and it was very revolutionary, but not extremely, because uh, we'd always been really offensively focused. Um, so we have had a pretty basic defense, especially when you read Alex Grinch quotes. Um, so when he starts to refer to the defense as fluid, uh, in the off season, that's really exciting to me because that's that's a term that he hasn't used that or any sort of synonyms for that in uh, you know that, that I can remember, and that that shows me that the on field IQ of the players is increasing, and our our plays and our ideas and schemes defensively are increasing in complexity and in effectiveness. Um, I'm sorry, I'm really tongue-tied, but that was I, – I don't have a specific player, uh, but to hear the defense be referred to as fluid is something that really excites me because that really shows me that that Grinch scheme that we've talked about for a while, you know, fingers crossed, waiting on it to finally get implemented, even though as the, you know, D.C. at Ohio State, they got blown uh, the, uh, the bleep out by Purdue. Um, but anyways – that, that's real exciting to see and, and hear because I think that, and I, I really hope I'm not going to get turned into a meme for this, but I think that our defense may be recovering at least to a level that is respectable. I'm not talking about, you know, like the 2000s, like the early 2000s, but at least to where it's not a joke. That is all that we need. If we had a defense that just wasn't an actual living meme, with Bake, we would have won the national championship. If we had a defense that wasn't the absolute laughing stock of P5 uh, D1 college football under Lincoln Riley, we could have two national championships right now. And it's just, yeah, so that, that was the most exciting thing to me. Sorry, I went on a big monologue there, but 
yeah. No, that's all good. I, and, and I agree. That's, that's actually a really good point because the adaptability and seeing how this defense starts to fit Grinch's mold better is going to be really interesting. We talked about it early on in the offseason before all this BS happened. How important Grinch getting his guys in is to this defense. And when mm-hmm. that mass going back to that mass exodus back in like January, where they got a lot of guys like a Levi, like Levi Draper out of the out of the program because they weren't going to play in the system and really identifying. I mean, the he's not is, dead, but RIP. He, he's in Arkansas, so basically his football career is dead. So <laughs> no difference there. Uh, can, but, we get a, can we get a, a, a someone with a medical expertise to declare a time of death? I, I don't know why you're looking at me. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'd have to I'm, go back. I'm to basically a, a medical expert. Yeah, I guess so or, at this point. I don't know. I know how to – put these things on i why i had this on hand i don't know but uh, my thing is mirrored people can see it now so that's good that's good <laughs> it's gonna um, be really weird for the podcast people a little bit a little bit you know nice. i didn't mean to interrupt it, it, yeah you're good um so i think but but what i'm trying to say is we uh, we haven't seen nothing yet with grinch like he was just cobbling something together last year this is the first step. This is the first real year. I think we'll start to see uh, substantial change. So all you gooners out there, just calm the hell down. If we have a bad defensive game, because we're not there. We're like close to there. No, we don't. I mean, we're, we're just now getting the Grinch players that fit his scheme into the system. And these young guys are starting to say, I can get in, I can play these minutes. Um, and uh, to be honest, uh, we might not have the star power this year, but like you said, if he's calling it fluid, that means that everyone understands the defense as a whole, and therefore there's not going to be any kind of lapses in judgment like we've seen in the past season. Obviously, you're going to have to. You're going to have some because these are kids playing college football, but it's going to be a whole lot better, and Deshaun White's going to be the head of it. You know, he's going to be a huge point in this offense, especially as a middle linebacker. We're now losing Caleb Kelly and Kenneth Murray from the past year. Uh, everyone says how smart he is. Everyone says he's always in the right spot. Let's make sure he's a leader in keeping on moving forward as a fluid defense because our defensive line might be a little shaky with the suspension of Ronnie Perkins, and we don't know who's going to be at the nose nose tackle. But that middle line of the defense is going to need to be big time, and Deshaun White's got the potential to be there and do and c- continue to um, hold up this fluid defense. Definitely. Yeah, and all – Stop talking about the fluidity after this. But, uh, Jameson, when you were talking, this reminded me of something that, that you had said. You you would always hit on in previous years that issue of our defense at the snap, looking over at the sideline with their arms up, really confused, not knowing what the play was. And, and like you said, people knowing the defense. And when I hear fluid, that to me sounds like he's able to say something People intuitively know the defense, know what to do, know their role, know how to find a role um, as the play develops, and, and that's really exciting to me. I don't know about you guys. Every time I hear fluid, I think of the Tom Herman piss chart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be taking over. All right. All right. Oh, One thing every time, time I hear fluid, I think of Tom Herman and lukewarm G2s filled with vodka. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, this, is, this is the problem. This is what happens when you give me just a small amount of audience on the <laughs> show. I start saying dumb stuff like that. You give me a video, oh, and I'm going to do a dumb rim shot. Anyways. Oh, one thing One thing before we move on, Bobby, um, I, I, I didn't get to say this, but I was meaning to say it. The biggest thing from fall camp of we don't know what's going to go on that's going to be really cool to see when Missouri State rolls out is who's going to be starting at left tackle. The last scrimmage, we started true freshman Anton Harrison at the left tackle, overtaking Stacey Wilkins, who people thought wow. that he was going to be in that spot. And also, um, you know, many older guys that could be playing that left tackle spot. Um, true freshmen stepping up and standing next to a whole um, room of uh, upperclassmen would be honestly crazy. And to think that Bill Biedenbach trusts him enough and his offensive line where he is compl- he sat five-star guys for two or three years to put him in as a true freshman at the left tackle. That is something we haven't seen since Creed Humphrey. That's, I mean, that is truly insane to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, yeah. especially in that O-line room with that coach, I mean, mm-hmm. that is yeah. something to watch. He, that, like, that is a massive story brewing out of Norman if uh, he, he can pull that off. Because Wilkins, yeah. Wilkins is in no way like OU's like prize guy on the O-line, but that would be a massive upset in terms of uh, you know trying to – in terms of him not being a starter – I think we'd all be stunned. Yeah, and this came out of nowhere. I mean, you'd think that Andrew Rain would be the big time, big time guy that would make a splash in this most recruiting class. Anton Harrison, people forget about him. He was kind of almost an afterthought. He was kind of a, a second, second option in recruiting, even though he was extremely high ranked. He's four star. Um, really, really surprising. Even though, I mean, even though Swinson has been horrible. I mean, you would think that if you could just say there's some kind of uh, just maybe they were just a little bit close there, you'd give the, like give it to a senior, but this is a true freshman coming in starting the scrimmage. This doesn't mean that he has the number one job, but if you're going out there and you're scrimmage two and a half weeks before the game and you're playing with the ones that is extremely telling. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Now this wouldn't be an OU football podcast. If it didn't include a significant amount of, of complaining about the schedule. So we picked a good what's day to come back. The schedule? What do you mean what's wrong with the schedule? So let's let's start off. Let's let's start, yeah, let's start. So the schedule announcements today, in case you missed it. Uh, we're recording this September 1st. Um, so oh, OU, really? Yeah, it's September now. Ooh. It's crazy. I, I have something due today. Uh, <laughs> well, you didn't, hear, you, you didn't come here twice before. <laughs> well, I'm not paying for it, so I don't care. <laughs> Thanks for your tax dollars, everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so a couple of big announcements for OU. Um, so opening game, while it is going to kick off at 6 o'clock, pay-per-view due to the uh, Fox contract. A lot of people are upset, mainly because if you're not a Cox customer, it's going to be 55 uh, big ones. But um, I know Ty has an interesting take yeah, on okay. it. So time out. Who who's upset about this? Because they so let's let's look at this. They got rid of tailgating on campus, and it's sixty dollars to watch the game. So I don't understand why you wouldn't just a own a home in Norman and b go to the game. You just 
luckily be just go to the game. Just it's twenty five percent. Go to the game. <laughs> Jameson, I mean, like you, you if we could if we could cut if we could cut the uh, the video feed here and and cut to a photoshopped uh, Paris Hilton image where she's got the stop being poor image or the the tank top on and and photoshop that to say just buy a house and go to the game if we could do that that would be cool but yeah yeah an open tailgate invitation at my home uh and go to the game jameson what are your thoughts just go to the game <laughs> just uh, i know until you're 30 you can get tickets it's not hard yeah yeah i mean I mean, and also you can't be poor to get these resale tickets because you know everyone was kind of drapping out. I'm like, I don't care. I ain't gonna go to the game. I'm gonna flip them because you know that should be four times the price now if there's 25 percent of people that are gonna get in the door. Um, I don't know. There, there's gonna be you know you know how many gooners and old people. Okay, not the gooners. I think gooners think they're immune from the coronavirus. Um, but I, you know how many old people oh, that are devoted. Yeah, yeah, well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to touch on anything medical in this podcast. Um, but uh, I think I you were moving like, for a second. Is I know. I switch switched me out, and I was like, "Oh gosh." Bobby's like, "He's a I was trying to. I was trying to do the solo. I was trying to do the solo layout, and I removed him. Boo science. Let's get him out. <laughs> Again, this has to be very confusing to the podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah, but 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 all in all, yeah. I mean, if you can go to the game and you feel okay in your health and you feel um that you are sly enough to get into the doors or play into a big crowd, for it. They wouldn't be stand if they didn't have good um, medical behind it to where they said it could be okay and wouldn't be an absolute catastrophe. I completely understand. But the problem is, you know, what I was saying earlier, there's so many old OU fans that go to the games. That's the reason that in the like, second half, it's not just the students that are leaving early. It's the old fans that are going down the elevators from the clubs and suite levels that leave early. You know, that is a large, large portion of our fan base, you know. So um, a lot of the really diehard Gooners, you know, majority of them probably don't even go to the game. They probably just sit at home and they get on Twitter the whole time. Um but uh, I, I mean, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be really, really interesting interesting to see um, whatever things like um, moving forward. But with the six o'clock in the pay per view, I'm so. Can you clarify this, Bobby? Because I know there might be people listening that confused. Well, so like Cox customers get it for free, or is it the Cox customers have the ability to buy it, and Cox, everybody else no, needs I think, to buy the Cox plug? I think if you have. If you have a certain channel with them and it's only local, you will have it. So, for example, because I, I had them uh, in North Carolina, I think. I think I, I'm pretty sure I had them in North Carolina. Don't look, don't look at me, man. I don't no, no, know no. I had them, I had them, I had them in, I'm sorry. I had them in Virginia. And I could not get the games for free because I didn't have, like, like sports Oklahoma or something like that. So it's I think it's it's tied to a specific like local sports channel or something. I'm I might be incorrect about this one. That's what it was um, in previous years, like the the army game, for example. Okay, so okay. from what I understand, if you order it on Cox, it's thirty four or uh, thirty four ninety nine. If you order it online, it's fifty four ninety nine. 
Okay, so it's just okay. cheaper. Yeah, gotcha. it, it also will not be available on DirecTV or Sling. So that's great. All right, and then okay, and okay. then the other the other two announcements: OU Texas at 11 a.m. as is tradition. So uh, missed opportunity there. I had I had some I I'm gonna sort of loop back. I have some some closing statements on the the first game. Uh, like like Jameson said, all joking aside, take your health in your own hands. Um, you know, if you have some sort of underlying condition, you know, it, it's not going to be worth it to, to go to try to go to a game. I, I have been hearing rumors uh, unrealized so far because I haven't heard any info, but about if you do have a ticket, they're going to stagger sort of arrival times and you're going to have a time to go through security. Um, and the, the stadium will be distance, obviously, but um, take things serious. Take your health in your own hands. Um and, and be responsible for that. But uh, also, um, you know, again, all joking aside for the pay-per-view, um, again, take your health in your own hands, but your local Buffalo Wild Wings or any sort of sports bar should should pay for that um, and, and will most likely have that game for free. Um, and, and again, you know, take your health in your own hands and, and be responsible and don't make assumptions for what other people are comfortable with. But, you know, go into a, to a beat-ups or an O-Cons or, not no cons, uh, but you know, go going to somewhere that has the game on TV, whether it be your your local um, OU club if you're out of state or something like that. You know that that can be a great place to to make friends and and things like that as well. So that that's always an option. Um, there's there's tons of options other than paying sixty dollars to watch OU cover the spread. Pick of the week right there oh. um, against uh, Missouri State. So. Uh, yeah, definitely look into that. Pretty much everywhere should be paying for it. I'm sure there's tons of spots in Oklahoma City that are paying for it. So um, save your money if you can. It's not going to be like UFC where you can catch the entire 30-second fight on Twitter, but uh, there'll be some good stuff, even if it's a dude that's got to pee on Twitch. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers that from the <laughs> Army game, but I do because I was there on Twitch. Uh, but, yeah. yeah so, Legendary moment. Legendary yeah, moment. Be, be, you know, all joking aside, take care of yourself because you're the only person that's going to take care of you. Uh, and, and don't pay $60 for something you can pirate on Reddit. All right, here we go. Okay, there you go. We uh, Schooner Pod is pro B-dubs. Uh, pro video piracy. Sponsor us. <laughs> please sponsor us, Buffalo Wild Wings. Please sponsor us, whatever pirate site. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> uh <laughs> Oh man! Insert Bobby Bobby ad right now. Can we get a an ad from our CFB streams? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Let, let me see if I can work on that. Uh, I don't know. I'll talk to their people. So, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> podcast listeners are very confused. That's why you should watch us. <laughs> you should watch this stream on YouTube, Twitter, wherever you get your video podcast things. I don't know. It's a it's a new it's a new world, people. But you know what never changes? You know what will stand the test of time forever. It. You can believe that. It's it's fucking anchor, isn't it? God damn it. It's not anchor. <laughs> it is Jameson's Cruton Court. <laughs> Jameson. Hey. Time out, James, before you start. You know good and well he's going to throw an anchor at in there. So don't, let it, don't let it sound like I wasn't right. 
But yeah, I'm excited for Cruden. You've given me inspiration, Ty. I think I might just do it. So everyone, Cruden Corner, right after this Anchor ad. Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free. That's great. But there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use, super intuitive. Uh, And then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away. No minimum listenership. Start getting that Anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. All right, cool. We're on. Jameson, I want to hear the Cruden Corner. Here it is for you, buddy. So the stage is yours. That's me. Thank you for that wonderful anchor ad. That was extremely enlightening. I really enjoyed listening. Oh, wow. Oh, this is wonderful. Um, for the As we're time currently today. recording from anchor, wink, wink. <laughs> I, sh- I feel like I should be doing the NBA person where it's like, oh, look at me. <laughs> I need to find a way to I need to find a way to add music to this because we just we, we need like some sort of techno beat going on, you know. Yes, I, I, I don't know. Okay. Definitely. So the big thing that we're talking about this week, obviously that everyone wants to talk about, is the most recent Sooner Summit. Um, if y'all don't know what that was, Caleb Williams and his father took it upon themselves to organize a whole recruiting during dead weekends where no players could talk to any coaches or staff and brought really high ends to um, recruit to Norman from, from the East Coast and from Texas to all come in and have a player-led, pretty much unofficial visit. So guys that came, Caleb Williams, five-star, number three player in the nation, OU commit um, quarterback. Um, he brought Tristan Lee with him, which is a big-time offensive tackle from Virginia that it's, it's a race between us and LSU for. And we made huge strides with him this um, that Sooner Summit week. We also offered his little brother as a 2023 recruit there. I don't know how good the little brother is, but uh, I I mean, would y'all take a little brother, even if he's just going to be trash and he's going to get a scholarship for four years, if you know that you're getting a three-year starter, two-year starter at left tackle? I if if I were the head coach, yes. Hmm. You can always you can always bury them. You can always you know w- one scholarship is a lot. I mean, you're in in doing that. You know, you you have to think of it. Don't think of it just a football. Like in in doing that, you know, taking a dude that's going to be a star and then also guaranteeing a scholarship for his little brother. You're also providing an education to like someone on the rowing team or. <laughs> something like that you know shout no. out to u.s laws but you're not you're you're basically you're you're being given an opportunity to provide someone a secondary education for free two people two people actually legally speak three three people three two on yeah, the rowing and one younger brother so mm-hmm. i don't i don't have a problem with it yeah i i think i think if it Mayfield was a walk-on. Drake mm-hmm. Stoops, who confuses boomers because they think we're booing. Um, <laughs> also, technically a walk-on. Uh, or, well, preferred walk-on. But, 
yeah, I, I don't think it's, you know, I, I'm a fan of free college for people. Yeah, free college yeah. is fine. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, yeah, so Aiden Lee, I mean, gets the offer, and if uh, Tristan decides not to come to us, we can completely retract the offer. Um, <laughs> I, that's just that's just how it's going to be. And, and whenever you're a 20, 23 kid who's definitely not even, like, matured enough, and you've got offers from, like, Ohio State and LSU and Florida and all these really good teams, uh, just because your big brother, he's going to want to go out and earn it. But aside from the fact, we're now in a two-horse race. Um, we're probably still a little bit behind LSU. But they were talking about what happens if you put him on that left tackle and you have the best quarterback in the recruiting class right there. Uh, and Caleb Williams is a hell of a leader. Um, so we definitely got into a conversation we thought we'd never, ever be in whenever we had uh, did not have Caleb Williams in the boat. Other huge name that was there. It was only there for a day, but it's Kamar Wheaton. Everyone was – been clamoring to get him especially we're talking about today our running back room is um really thin and kamar wheaton being a five-star running back the best running back in this class out of garland texas um and it's we thought coming into the weekend it was a, it was a two-horse race between texas and ou uh texas almost was pretty much taking the lead on us there was a time posted a twitter picture of him putting the horns up on something and then he goes out he says he's going to release a top two and then he releases a top three, which was extremely, extremely a little bit fishy of OU, Alabama, and not Texas, but LSU. So LSU sneaks in and pushes their way into a top three. That was supposed to be a top two. Bagman, what do you think about that, Bobby? Is that Bagman? That sounds like Bagman to me. I don't know, but well, I, I mean, I look, we've seen this happen before with LSU. I, you and I have talked privately about the old uh, Jacob Phillips issue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm getting Bagman vibes. The, the, so you got to you got to look at the the first off. The SEC is by absolute by far the dirtiest conference when it comes to that. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm you know the name of the series is escaping me now, but the the SB Nation report on on Ole Miss and Larry Tunsil and, and the Bagman there world-class reporting if you, even if you aren't a fan of college football which if you're you know listening to schooner pod you are um <laughs> that is just entertaining world-class reporting uh regardless i i guess we'll throw up a link maybe on the, the instagram story or something later after this to their series but you know sec is worse with bagman going back to to my initial idea and thought response I don't know if you can say LSU specifically it's a bagman issue because they are the defending national champions and you know coach O you you got to give him credit like he's what he has done you know in developing a guy that I'm not going to go off on the tangent about how uh Joe Burrow likes to claim no one believed in him even though he was a you know a five-star recruit and Went he to was a not top a five star recruit, dude. He was like a three star recruit. He was a nothing. He was a three star, a, a three star recruit. He went to Ohio State with Urban Meyer. He mm-hmm. pitched it so nobody ever believed in me. Like, come on, dude. Um, just just like nobody offered give, Josh Jacobs. You got to give yeah, Coach some credit, and and the national championship means a lot when it comes Absolutely. to recruiting. So I I don't know if you can you know just throw out Dirty Rush uh, right away. 
uh, for LSU. If, if he went to like Tennessee or like Ole Miss or some like SEC school that absolutely sucks, then yeah, I would, yeah. I would throw out the, the bag man. But LSU, absolutely, 100%, definitely doing illegal stuff, paying players. Well, yeah. They, what, but, what happened? Sure. Um, they probably saw he was releasing his top two and LSU came running. They're like, oh gosh, if we're not going to be in this top two, what can we do to get in there? Like, what do we got to mm-hmm. say? And they did some convincing. And that's the reason he posted it late because obviously something came in and delayed him. He said he was going to post it one day and he didn't post it until like 1230 in the morning the next day. There's obviously something that happened there, um, whether that be some convincing or whether that be some, you know, some other kinds of convincing. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there something there. But the probably even though this guy didn't have the biggest name, um, even though he's a very big name, the biggest star power, um, people that are really excited about him. Um, that came from the Sooner, Sooner Summit. Savion Bird, who is a guy from Duncanville, Texas, used former five star. Now he's a high end four star um, in the recruiting ranks, offensive tackle. Um, he uh, came out of nowhere for OU. Um, it, whenever you're from Duncanville, you're pretty much presumed to go to Texas um, because one of the guys on their coaching staff um, had big time Texas connections. But now he's off and got a job at SMU. Davion Bird now was going to lean towards SMU. We have been creeping up with him, and there is a set of eyeballs that came out on um, on Sooner Summit weekend, and I don't have any information who it is, but I'm I'm feeling like it could be him. Davion Bird, very very good offensive tackle, and getting a guy out of Duncanville in Texas territory would be huge moving forward because there are some really great Duncanville players coming in 2022 and in 2023 in the future. And then if we can get our stamp there, that's going to be big. And plus it's another great offensive lineman for Bill Beatonball and another guy where Colin Montgomery is the guy who's in our boat right now at offensive line. He was also at the Sooner Summit. So if you had two OU commit in um, at the Sooner Summit and with another guy, Tristan Lee, that we really, really want uh, is the number one priority for all of our offensive linemen. That's only going to help you because, you know, they're all talking about how can we work together. Davion, you're on the right. Tristan is on the left. Colin, you can come play at left guard. This is going to be this can be scary, you know, and especially whenever you have Kamara Wheaton on, in the backfield, Caleb Williams, you almost have your full front right there. Just right in front of you. And they went out and they went out and played a little catch and they ran some plays. And are you kidding me? These are seniors in high school. They're going to get stars in their eyes just thinking about this dream combination. Kids on a visit that come during the like the year, you know, like unofficials and officials, don't go out and play catch with each other and run little plays on some random field somewhere. They have organized team activities that the that the um that OU or whoever puts on for them. This is extremely unique, and this is similar to that on a very very small scale because it only happened on one day. But like of like how AAU basketball players play together. You see a lot of kids that go to play on the same AAU, AAU basketball team. And they go to the same college. Um, so, yeah, definitely big. Huge weekend. Went extremely well. Everyone gave it raving reviews. We had other 2022 guys there. And Gentry Williams, who is a five-star athlete out of Tulsa, that is extremely leaning towards us, would be a great get. And if we could put him in the secondary, would be a great Grinch guy. Um, but all in all, the Sooner Summit was great. Um, and – it's something that if we can get visitors on campus, if we can get recruits on campus moving forward and we can get Tristan Lee back and actually have him cater to one of the best catering 
universities in OU, um, we could really do some damage and move up in the room, maybe even overtake LSU. Last thing before I move on, Emeka Egbuka, the best wide receiver in the country, five-star out of Washington. Um, he was planning to come out, didn't make it in. Um, it's hard to get um, a plane, you know, from Washington to Oklahoma on your own dime because it's unofficial. And if we could get him in person moving forward, that would, that could be another scary combination. It's the Caleb Williams effect we talked about in the past. This dude is a hell of a recruiter. He's a hell of a leader, and everyone's gravitating towards him. And even if we miss out on a couple guys, it's we're going to get some special guys that we never thought we'd get. Definitely. And I got to say, I also love the amount of salt coming from Texas and Texas A&M fans on Twitter about the summit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, to, to close out Cruton Corner, um, well, not to close it out because I'm, I'm not the authority on Cruton Corner, uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, first up, is, is Texas A&M still a, a D1 school? Honestly, like they, they act like their little brother. They get that chip on the shoulder all the time. I'm, I'm serious. That's just downright. I do like love. I, I'm not gonna lie. I do for no reason whatsoever because they blew out OU. I'm a Johnny Manziel fan. You, you gotta love. You gotta love the respect that he has towards partying to where he's gonna throw away <laughs> a world class career just to go to the club for like four weeks. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My, my, closing, my closing comment oh. uh jameson and and, and bobby uh, i want to hear you guys' thoughts uh, i sent this to to both of you guys earlier today um i want to hear you guys' thoughts on oklahoma state's move to partner um you know before any announcement or anything solid has come out with the company influencer spelled weird because obviously um, to promote their players brands as individuals. So I'm going to read Mike Gundy's um, official statement from old row OSU's story because I'm terrible at finding actual solid sources, but this is a quote from Mike Gundy. I'm excited to announce an exclusive partnership with influencer spelled I-N-F-L-C-R, an industry leader in name, image, and likeness. This partnership allows our student-athletes to tell their stories, grow their audiences, and build their brands. So my question, I guess, to to Jameson and Bobby, if you guys want to pitch in on this, what impact do you guys think that has, and, and how soon, because it's inevitable, um, how soon do you think until OU and everyone else jumps on the train of partnering with sort of firms like that to promote uh, individual players and their ability to promote their likeness and their personal brand? And, and obviously this can go on a whole, um, we could do a whole podcast, a whole podcast on this, uh, but I just want to hear you guys' takes real quick on how much you think that specific move just by OSU is going to impact. Uh, recruiting in the next year or so, let's say. Well, I think what's going to end up happening, and it'll be hilarious, is because OSU is the first one to do this, they're inevitably going to get randomly busted by the NCAA for something. And it's going to be hilarious. They're going to get the death penalty or something just because they're, tr- just because they're trying to be innovative. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, the, NCAA, 
The NCAA has been so unfair to Oklahoma State in basketball. Who says they won't bring the hammer down on them already for something they haven't even done wrong yet? Time out. I just, I'm, I'm going to be quiet for the rest of you guys' takes, but two takes here. One, Bobby, did you just simp for OSU basketball there? And two, are you going to be excommunicated from the name that shall not be mentioned clan and their uh, uh, line of secession if you speak ill from uh, or ill against OSU? Dude, I'm like the Greg the Egg of that. So, like, no, I'm, I'm, that's, no, not, that's not really an issue. You're much more, you're much more Roman, but without the drug addiction. But <laughs> uh, anyways, anyways, yeah, you, you know what? Maybe I don't know. Me and Jameson have done our fair share of uh, being excommunicated from that, uh, but I've earned my my good graces. I'm just being honest. I'm not even like talking shit on OSU. They shouldn't like they shouldn't get punished. I'm just saying they will because the NCAA I, is I, a cruel, I, cruel machine. Just to clarify, are they actually the first that has done something like that? Because I feel like they're not. Mm. I feel like they're just the first that I've heard about because I follow old row OSU. As far as I know, they're <laughs> the first that I know about. Jameson might have more insight yeah. on that though. They, they I, I, they are the first I've heard that if with somebody but there are definitely other schools that have hinted on like come here and make your brand whenever it does come to be you de- i definitely have heard that i think from like oh no ohio state is kind of what's hitting mm-hmm. in my mind i'm not i'm not 100 on that but i've definitely heard about brand um but no one partnering with anyone and i want to be honest yeah. uh my gundy if that's his idea which it really made it sound like um from the article that we read uh, it made it sound like it's his idea. Anything that's his idea might be bad. So I'm with Bobby on this one. This could go bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, this this. I mean, it, it seems like it's still a little too early. I mean, like, I mean, if they're getting ahead of on it, ahead on it, like, who knows if this influencer is any good? And I'm gonna be completely honest. Whenever you first sent that, I spent so long trying to figure out what the letters acronym meant for for I-N-F-L-C-R and I had no idea that I was just influencer spell. <laughs> I was like, I? What is I? <laughs> Influence? You're, uh, you're too accustomed to the world of uh, medical science defined terms. Yeah, dude, you gotta get you gotta get tied in with the VC world and, and the Silicon Valley and stuff. I I've because I, I am, I decided I didn't want to do that. But I yeah, did, it, yeah, it means influencer. People in people in uh, in the VC world decide that spelling things weird makes them more appealing. So they just walk in the room, yeah. Mike. I'm sorry, I got to tell you the news. You have an FLDR. Jameson's <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no idea what your name means, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Honestly, whoever came up with this plan, because it wasn't Mike Gundy when they told him they they have, they got that, he's like. Well, what kind of virus did we get now? <laughs> okay, about, what are the odds, just because we're, we're rolling back into betting again, what are the odds that Mike Gundy still has an AOL email address for his personal? He definitely oh, has like yeah. a hot, either AOL or a hot, <laughs> hot mail. <laughs> Bro, I still ride with the hot mail. I ain't, I ain't lying. I've had that one for a long time. And I'm just sticking with it. It's where all my junk goes to and everything that I don't care about, I push it towards. I've got other ones that I... What website do you even log into for Hotmail? Microsoft. (laughs) I don't know. I just type in in hotmail.com. It redirects me to something because it's happening. (laughs) Follow me 
Follow me at Jameson, Jameson at hotmail.com. Follow me on my MySpace at. <laughs> By the way, if, if you have any complaints about the show, send them to uh, jpmbball at hotmail.com. <laughs> send them, just flood the inbox. <laughs> pretty, pretty damn. It, it'll, it'll, it'll be there right next to the restaurant, restaurant story notifications that you're. Uh, your stuff oh, is no, ready. My lobster biscuit, my lobster biscuit is spoiled. <laughs> it is, it is 4.30. Where is your lobster bisque? <laughs> oh, man. Jameson, is there anything more on Curtain Corner you want to do? I, I, I know I had to change the overlay, but anything you want to say before you No. No, today oh, no. Started, um, the, dead, the dead period's <laughs> off. You know, we can talk to 2022 recruits now, so you'll you'll start to see a lot of edits on Twitter and everything and offers get sent out and that stuff. But other than that, the Sooner Summit was a big deal. It was, went really well. Um, we'll just have to see if we can um, finish the deal, come closer to unofficial signing day in December. Thoughts on the hashtag uh, ChampU2022, which was just released today. You got to win a championship first. You can't put the playoff yeah. You can't put 2022? the – you, you I guess that's only one season away, technically. No, I, they're I, saying that's their that's their recruiting. Like it's link up twenty twenty, like twenty one, and there's this champion twenty two, and it's you know it's based off Big Twelve championships. So I just think it's just kind of lame. Not but my like deal. The logo, the logo <laughs> has the playoff tr- trophy in it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. look, I I get we win a lot of Big Twelve championships, and I really do truly think we're on the prefaces of winning a national title. I really think this is the closest we've been. Pre- I don't know, man. It's been a long night. The preface of winning no, one. I know, what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think we really are going to win one, but you can't do that. Like, I think that's just a little too tacky. I, I get that it's not like, oh, we win championships. It's more of like, this is the goal. This is the class that will be the one to probably fulfill it. I don't know. I, I just I just find it a little A&M-ish. At, at, yeah, at I, I point, completely agree. At this point, the Big 12 championship is like, I don't know if you guys have this at Heritage. It's a, a joke of a school. Uh, but like kindergarten, <laughs> kindergarten, shout out to my Cyclones. Woo! Um, like kindergarten graduations. Like it's a given. Like you're going to graduate. Like OU is going to win the Big 12 championship. So calling, you know, us like championship U for winning the Big 12 championship, like who else is going to do it? Literally no one. Might as well be us, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so before we go, there's actually one college football game on this weekend. And there are a couple of them, but there's only one. Only one college football game between two legitimately D1 schools. And it is BYU mm, and it is Navy. I don't, I don't know about the legitimately D1 schools part if we're talking athletics, but – Look at D1. Anyways, so we're going to start this off. We actually have a game to pick. It's pick them time. So we're going to start this off. All of us get, get the, gets the chance to go 1-0. So BYU at Navy, Monday, Labor Day. BYU's favored by uh, a point and a half, which is a really weird line. Makes me think they're playing soccer or something. Um, I'll just let Jameson go first here. So, Jameson, okay. who, do you, who do you got between – the uh, Mormons and the midshipmen. Okay. So um, pretty much this comes down to uh, Malcolm Perry's gone for Navy. And I, I understand they've done really well at bringing in big name quarterbacks to make a name at Navy. Um, 
which is extremely impressive. But Malcolm Perry, dude, he blew up that whole offense. The amount of plays he made last year, his quickness, it completely changed the whole game. And now that he's gone, it's going to be a huge hole on that uh, on that offense. And I really liked what I saw from freshman last year, Zach Wilson, at quarterback for BYU. I think he's got an edge to him in the games that I watch, and he's got a little fire under him and the confidence that you need to be a young quarterback in Division One football. And I was going to take BYU even if it was minus five. So I w- I'm going to take BYU minus one and a half here, and I feel pretty good about it. But you never know with me. You never know. But BYU, I like Zach Wilson. Malcolm Perry gone. Give me him. Ty, great pick. Ty, I know you're a big Navy guy in terms of uh, a supporter of the team. Do you think the uh, midshipmen <laughs> are going to pull it off uh, against BYU? Give, like, me your, give me your take. Like Jameson said, Malcolm Perry, pretty sure he's been there for like years now. Uh, dude has spent his entire military career playing quarterback for Navy. Um, and then he got, he got picked up by the Dolphins. I'm not sure if he deferred his his commitment or not. I'm not sure. There was a lot of stuff with whether or not that was going to be a thing. No clue there. Google's your friend. Figure it out. He, on he, your got, he got released of his duty. Okay, so so that did get – I think – yeah, and I don't want to get into politics on this, but uh, the former Secretary of Defense wanted to get rid of that. And whatever. Anyways, so, yeah, Malcolm Perry isn't there, but – you have to remember, you know, Jameson mentioned that Malcolm Perry was a, a critical part of that offense uh, as the quarterback. But you have to remember that all they did was run the option, the triple option. So it's not like like you didn't you didn't actually need a quarterback. You just needed someone to run. So when I look at, uh, I guess, because we were picking the lines, right? So BYU it's a point and a half, though. So like that really doesn't. Yeah. So so yeah, really, it's it's. You know, there was a technicality as to how you can score a single point. We're not going to get into that because I don't recall at this time. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's even a thing in college. So, you know, drum roll, Navy versus BYU, final takes. Um, no one can go to this game because the state of Maryland has declared that no one's allowed to go, including students. So uh, it's, it's at Annapolis. It's at the Naval Academy. Traditionally, the entire student body goes to every single home game. Um, 100% because they're required to. Uh, but, uh, no one will be in attendance at this game besides camera crews, I'm assuming. So, you know, to to pull the, um, the Lee Corso, I'm going to have to go with Navy. <laughs> I love it. Outright, shout out to, to all my friends. Uh, who are alumni and, and currently there. But, yeah, Navy's going to straight up win this one probably by 10 points. Um, yeah, so put put money on Navy winning um, minus 10 for sure. Absolutely. It's in Annapolis. So, like, BYU to Annapolis, that's a long way. I'm not going to do the math. It's over 100 miles, guaranteed. <laughs> um, you guys, they're not going to be permitted to bring their multiple wives um, guys have been working out all summer, already used to having no life. They're not going to mind if no one's there because it's BYU versus Navy. No one's going to show up anyways. Um, so, yeah, Navy minus 10. Absolute lock. Lock of the century, for sure. I'm going to keep this short 
because honestly, there's no way I can top that one. Also, and, I knew that went on for like 10 minutes. So. No, I mean, it was a great presentation. I love it. Uh, I, I don't know if you can go against, you know, the Navy on a national holiday. That feels weird. Even though it's Labor Day. Uh, oh, man. I, I'm i all in on Navy. I lo- You know, I, I think this is a weird college football season. Give me the midshipmen and their unusual offense to take the t- to take the day, get this win. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm completely sold by that speech. It was very yep. you know inspiring. The headgear, I can't argue with it. I can't. I mean, what what am I supposed to do? The, you you stole the show here. I love it. So, I get the sense that you were going to pick BYU before that. I was actually probably leaning Navy, but uh, I don't know. They, they just some. To, to be fair, I've been so entrapped in basketball that I kind of need to get rejogged back to the fact that college football is going to happen. I agree, you know, double ponies, whatever. <laughs> uh, and I, I, my, my mind is very malleable right now. So Jameson made a really good pitch for BYU. Then Ty blow, blew the pitch out of the water for Navy. And, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all in on the midshipmen here. So – Go Navy, beat Army. Well, in this case, BYU. Playing BYU, but yeah. Well, that's what they say. That's what they say. That's what also, they say. An, arm, an army of Mormons would be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> the there's army. Because it's never out of question. There still is potential that the season will not happen after this. And this could be the national championship. Keep that in mind. Well, we, we would need a college football playoff between Austin P. And you're just a championship between no, Austin P and the winner of this. He won FBS. Okay, yeah. So this is this could be the FBS national right. title then. But Ole Miss and Mississippi State would probably still play. Egg Bowl. Yeah. Secret, secret Egg Bowl. Secret Egg Bowl national championship for the win. Secret Egg Bowl is what we all need. So not I don't even want a real Egg Bowl. I want the secret Egg Bowl. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been fun, guys. It's good to catch up. Um, I'm looking forward to doing our more in-depth, uh, you know, OU football preview. This is kind of just a wrap-up of the summer. Um, but any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up and uh, head on into, believe it or not, the regular season? Jameson? Nope, I, I ain't got nothing. I, I'm ready to see it, um, and I'm ready to get a new round of picks in the next time we meet up. Definitely. Yeah, so, so my my only closing thought, I know that a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff right now, but when we look at college football, I, I have to look at the fact that, that again it wasn't I don't think it, it I don't think it was uh D one FBS, but I it was legit college football. Um the the first play of the 2020-2020, if we're excluding the kickoff, was a touchdown. I don't know if you guys saw that game last weekend, but very first play, Austin P versus who I don't even know who won. <laughs> Stop watching. Um, but the very first play of the season was a touchdown. And if that's not a good omen, I don't know what is. Uh, keep your heads up, guys. We're going to have some fun this season. Definitely. Well, this has been fun. We have a lot of really – I mean, I always say a lot of like hyperbolic, you know, super exciting, optimistic stuff. We really do have a lot of really great stuff coming your way, mainly because we'll be focused and, uh, well, for one, I won't be at the games distracted and halfway drunk. <laughs> so 
I mean, I'm, I'll be but, out of my truck, but I'll be at a computer this time. But the post-game, like, pay-per-view pod- podcast from Bobby, those were, like, goat, you know? Like, pay Bobby, <laughs> like, a quarter, and he'll send you a 15 <laughs> drunk pod. <laughs> We've come a long way from the corner drunk pods, from the corner drunk pods. Shout out, to, shout out to Ty and shout out to Katie Hall for paying those. Mm-hmm. Those were the two people we had do it. Did I pay? I don't think I paid. No, my, my, I don't my think you paid. Died. No, no, no. It's Ty Milligan. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout out to Ty. But look, for real, we got some really cool stuff coming away. Um, and I'm excited to do it with y'all three. This this is going to be a really fun season. So um, it, it's going to be different. But, you know, honestly, it, it's college football. It's in the fall. And <laughs> that was really weird to say. But it's it's happening, and I'm I, I'm excited. So let's get to going. Year three of the of the schooner pod itself. Year four for uh, this little shindig. So I don't know. I think it'll be our biggest one yet. Uh, so let's let's get everything going. It'll be fun. Um, anyways, if you like this, please subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, and if you like the Thunder, Boomtown Hoops, hit it up on Twitter. We have great post game shows. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day it released, hopefully we, we'll, we'll have at least one more. So anyways, <laughs> that's all I got to say. You're rambling. <laughs> it's, tradition. it's tradition. At least it's not live and in person, like half of the Boomtown ones. So anyways, for me, Ty and Jameson, this has been the Schooner Pod. We look forward to seeing you next time when we go deep into OU's roster. Take a Nice look at OU's uh, short, but hopefully sweet football season. Um, and then after that, you know, hey, maybe we might bully uh, Bowden Blake into coming on, doing a little uh, Big 12 preview. So, anyways, till next time, this has been the Schooner Pod. We'll see you later. Boomer sooner. <laughs> <laughs>